Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Dawn Rocky. I'm the Executive Director of CASA for Lancaster County. And with me today as our guest is Teresa Frazier, and she is the Families Forever Program Coordinator at the Nebraska Children's Home Society. And so she is going to share with us more about her program and what um, Nebraska Children's Home Society has been up to. So um, we will talk with Teresa here in a minute. And um, this show was created to highlight the great work of many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. And if you'd like to learn more about Cause Collective and how to help our members better serve the community, visit the website at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how to support them. So you click on the community newsletter under the community outreach button. So Teresa, thanks for being here and welcome. Um, Yes, thank you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Nebraska Children's Home Society. This is a nonprofit that's been around a long time, but I think it's one that maybe people haven't heard of. Yeah, so NCHS is a private nonprofit agency, and we have eight locations across the state. Our vision is to have a safe and loving family for every child. And we've been putting children first since our founding in 1893. And so we know that raising children is not always easy, and we want to be there for families of all kinds for whatever challenges they may face to support them and provide a safe and loving home. Um, We're there at every step of the parenting journey through our statewide programs. Um, I in particularly serve the Families Forever program for families formed through adoption and guardianship, but we also offer programs for new and expecting parents, kinship caregivers, foster parents, and other parents and caregivers. And we offer an early childhood program in Omaha as well. That's great. That's a... And to be statewide is, I'm sure, a challenge. And there's different challenges in different areas of the state. So, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been with Nebraska Children's Home Society? Yeah, so I've been with the agency for about five years. And like I said, I'm currently the program coordinator for the Families Forever program of NCHS. Great. Um, Tell us more about what Families Forever, what the program does and, and who you who you specifically work with. Yeah, so we specifically work with adoptive and guardianship families and you must have a child that is under the age of 21. Our services provide one-on-one parenting and family support, community referrals, connections to mental health services, connections to respite options, mentoring, support groups, trainings and classes. So we do a lot of different things within our program. Is the is the goal um, to you know to help preserve those adoptions and those guardianships? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, and I, for those of us who were around in the privatization days, um, one of the positive aspects of that was something that was called aftercare, and um, it's something that was very needed, which is exactly what your program is. providing connections, stability, resources and services to those families who have adopted or provided a guardianship um, uh, to a a youth with high needs and how to, you know, make sure that they have what they need and and keep that in place because um, 
in my agency, we've worked with disrupted adoptions and disrupted guardianships and, and it's very challenging and it's um, the trauma that it creates is, is uh, uh, immense. So that is really good. Well, tell us, um, you know, are you, do you have like a hotline that people call or how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So families can call our toll free number. Um, it's a 24 seven access lane at 844-463-0009. Or they can also send us an email at familiesforever at nchs.org. That's great. And, um, you know, have you, do you, do you, feel like your numbers are up? Are you fielding lots of calls? Are you? Oh yeah, we get several calls um, every single month. So, and it just kind of depends. There there are times that are a little bit slower, but we also have times that uh, we have a lot of families calling in, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know one of the, I guess my experience has been one of the times that um, things can get uh, come to a head or or things can happen you know within um, a foster care situation or an adoptive situation um, is around the holidays so no. that can be a, a stressful time it can be a time that triggers maybe some some um, sad memories and and be challenging for for um, families so being able to have somewhere to reach out is is important yeah, and we're we are a new program. We will be celebrating our first year of service on October first, and so we're still trying to get our name out there and get recognized so that families know that when they are in some of those stressful times, that they can call and reach out to us, and we're there to help them. That's great. Um, do you uh, do you do any work with families that are in the process of adopting or doing a guardianship? Or? Um, we can help out um, with some pre-adoptive work. Um, it really just depends on this, the situation though. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for any families out there that um, are getting close to like finalization of a guardianship or adoption, and they need some extra support or want ongoing support after they've adopted or have their guardianship in place to just reach out to us and have that conversation with us. Mm -hmm. That would be, that would be great. To, um... I know some people would, you know, they'll find out about your number and call themselves, but do you have um, other programs, other people out there that are making referrals to you? Oh yeah, um, oftentimes like school social workers, mm -hmm. uh, probation diversion officers, therapists. So we, yeah, we get a lot of different community providers that will reach out to us asking us to um, maybe reach out to a family or just let a family know about our services. Mm -hmm. DHHS is a big one too. Uh, we often collaborate with them um, in terms of getting referrals as well. Yeah, I bet. Um, now I would imagine that, that your program is probably a, a, a contracted program. So somebody I know whether it's the state, the HHS that pays for, or it's a contract with HHS to provide this service. Um, but um, the rest of your agency, of course, and nonprofits. So there's probably a lot of f different funding streams, um, uh, uh, whether it's people making donations or grants or anything like that. If somebody did want to um, help either your program or the Children's Home Society, um, is, there, is there 
a place on your website they can go and find out ways to either volunteer or to donate? Yeah, if they just go to nchs.org, all that information would be right there for them. That's great. Um, tell, do you have any stories to share with us that um, resonated with you that, you know, you felt like this, you know, this was a good outcome? Yeah, so we have, um, we did have a family that came to us and they were just feeling like they were at their breaking point. Um, one recent family had adopted the seven-year-old boy and about after a year, he really began to struggle. Um, he would act aggressive and threaten violence and his parents did not know how to make that connection with him. And so it took a team of people to help heal this family, but working together, we addressed the child's needs and worked with his parents in their home. And they did a lot of work surrounding parent-child attachment. And that family did leave our program with a stronger bond and the skills to maintain those connections with their child. And that's and that's great. And it um, it points out that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, okay, they got adopted. It's a great family. They, they, they love them. Um, and it is, and that is, is wonderful. But, um, a lot of these kids have been through things that, that, um, nobody, nobody really knows all the details or knows the extent of the trauma. And, um, it, it, at least some of the kids that, that I've worked with at some point being safe and being in a, in a stable place itself gets scary because they think it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And so that can, you know, you can have somebody that was adopted, you know, at age four, but by the time they're seven, eight, nine years old, um, everything goes off the rails and it's, and it's because of this past trauma um, coming up. So, you know, being able to <clears throat> get a team of people around a child and, and um, a family and, and make sure those connections are are happening and make sure that the parent recognizes, you know, what, what's going on. So that can be, that can be a lot. Um, so tell, tell us who's all on your team or how do you, how do you bring together um, the professionals to address a family's needs? Yeah. So a lot of time it's um, team meetings, actually mm-hmm. physically getting together um having those conversations with everyone on the team to make sure that um, we're not working against each other, but we're working together for the betterment of the family. Um, And so it's really like reaching out and building those connections with those community partners so we can work as a team for those families. And and probably in working with the team, if there's a service or a resource that's not there figuring out who to pull in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it, it's not, it's not out of the, the, um, realm of possibility that, um, there's people on the team that think things are going one way and other people think they're going the other way. So getting everybody on the same page, I would, I would assume is very important. It is. So um, you're going to be celebrating your first year. Are you guys doing any anything special for your first anniversary? Um, we do have an all-staff meeting. So we're going to get together to celebrate um, and just kind of look at how far we've 
come in the last year and how much we've grown. But another exciting thing that we have coming up is our full circuit circle conference, which will be in October on the 27th. And that is a virtual as well as in-person conference at the Thompson Alumni Center in Omaha. And so we're kind of gearing up and getting ready for that event. But tell us that, more about yeah what's what's all involved with the conference or what is what are the subjects? Yeah, so the conference aims to deepen the understanding of how adoption and guardianship impacts the lives of children now and in the future. And so um, our two keynote speakers are Dr. Werda Liker and Nathan Ross. And so they'll be kind of talking about um, like reframing some of the seven core issues of adoption and the adoption perspective. But then also throughout our breakout sessions, there will be discussions on trauma, neurodevelopment, sensory, and like the importance of connections. We also plan on having a panel of a few families and some of the team members of those families to just kind of talk about um, like openness and adoption and the importance of that. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be a great event like I said, it's hosted by the Families Forever program, which is a program of NCHS, October 27th, Thompson Alumni Center in Omaha from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And if anyone's interested, registration is now open. And also our agenda is online and you can just visit nchs.org to find out that information. That sounds really, that sounds really good. And a lot of good, useful, um, information. Um, you know, one of the, and we kind of hit on this before, I think one of the misconceptions is that, you know, once you, oh, we've done the guardianship or we've done the adoption, everything's peachy and it, yeah. and it may not be. And so even just recognizing that there may be some needs down the road, um, and you talked about the importance of open adoptions. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, I think open adoption can look a lot of different ways, but it really, um, really helps that child when it comes to like the grief and loss and just being able to have the child be able to know more about like their identity, where they came from, and building that connection with the birth family is such a positive thing for the child. And like I said, it can look many different ways depending on the families, but it is something that our, our organization highly, highly promotes um, because we just feel like it's so good for the child to have be able to have that connection with the birth family as well. Mm -hmm. Even even with the extended family, like uh, grandparents or, exactly. or uncles. And, and I know it all depends on the appropriateness of families and the circumstances of, of what all happened. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that um, if that connection can be maintained, that it can be a very positive one. And it can also be, it can be scary for adoptive parents or for guardians. Um, Cause you, you may not, you know, may not have a lot of trust built up there. So um, I think a lot of times adoption and guardianship families also, they don't know how to navigate that or maybe how to kind mm -hmm. of start that process of having that open adoption. Mm -hmm. um, if maybe some of that trust has been lost. Yeah. Um, a lot of the kids that, that we work with at CASA 
um, that end up getting adopted. Many of, of those cases will also have a contact agreement that is agreed to before the adoption is finalized. And that might outline, you know, here's the expectations for visits or exchanging pictures or gifts. And sometimes that's a starting place, but that shouldn't be an ending place. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, you know, hopefully families build on that and and can craft something that, that works well for them and um, not, not have it be adversarial, if at all possible. So it's just, it's hard when everybody loves the child and wants the best for them, but they may not may not recognize that, <laughs> that in someone else. So, well, no, I think that is, is really good. And, you know, there was a time where it, the only adoptions that happened were closed adoptions. And so, um, in fact, I have two family members that were adopted decades ago and um, they do not, they don't know medical history. They don't, you know, it has presented a lot of problems as they got older. So even having that connection, just even for information yep. is, is huge. Well, tell us, tell us um, anything else you'd like to tell us about um, Families Forever or other stuff that's going on with Children's Home Society. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the one thing that I would like those of you listening to know is that um, I think there's a lot to benefit from our services and, you know, additional support isn't a bad thing. Doesn't mean you're failing as a parent or anything like that. And so um, even if there's families out there that are not struggling, but just feel like they could use some education we're here to help with that as well. Um, you don't have to be in crisis mode or, like I said, um, have like a certain thing happen to then trigger a call to us. Like things can be going great and we're still here to help. Yeah. And that's, I think that's great because I think we do, we do look at this as, as, as well as so many other resources out there that you wait until everything is just, you know, well over the cliff before you you reach yep. out for help. So, um, no, knowing that and, and, you know, and then, um, one thing that I just kind of filed away for, for me to share with our staff is not only, um, that you guys are out there, but also that that might be something that, um, if we do have adoptive families who are maybe second guessing their decision or that kind of stuff that we could refer them to you guys as well to just even sit down, talk, figure out what their what their concerns are. Um, you know, we have a lot of really good foster care agencies um, here in Lincoln, but um, they're you know their staff is stretched thin. They're doing a lot of different things, so it's good to know. Good to know that you guys are out there. Um, tell us again um, website and the conference and the conference dates. And how yes. to get in touch. Yeah, so the conference, it's the Full Circle Conference, and it's hosted by Families Forever, a program of NCHS. That's October 27th from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the Thompson Alumni Center in Omaha or virtual. And to register and see the agenda, you can go to nchs.org. 
If you would like to reach out to Families Forever for any services or questions, you can call our access line at 844-463-0009 or email us at familiesforever at nchs.org. And if you want to just look and see what kind of programs and services we offer at NCHS, you can just go to the NCHS website, which is nchs.org. That's great. Um, any other things out on the horizon for your agency um, or goals for your program that you're looking at? Yeah, so for our program, like I said, we're going to be hitting our first year anniversary. And so just continuing to, you know, build our program and to be able to offer families um, more within our services and hopefully to get our name out there so that we can serve as many families as possible and be able to help, you know, those who need it. Oh, and that's, you know, sometimes that's hard to do getting your name out there. I mean, you know, for, for those of us in the, as I say, in the biz, we know each other, but um, for other people, uh, they, they don't necessarily. So um, that is definitely important. Um, I would imagine that at least your program, you don't use volunteers, but does um, Nebraska Children's Home Society do any work with volunteers? So actually our program does use volunteers. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my misconception right there. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, So we have a monthly support group for our families. And with that support group, we offer free childcare. Mm-hmm. And so we often are needing volunteers to help with that childcare. Oh, great. And so these are held once a month. There's no training required. Um, we do have an application and background checks that have to be completed for that. And then also for any families out there that are an adoption or guardianship family, we do utilize um, volunteers for parent mentors for our Families to Families program. Um, The requirements for that is you have to be a parent with an adoption or a guardianship. There is an application, interview, and background checks that have to be completed. And there's also training requirements as well that's focused around just mentoring. And so we do have those. Um, You know, if anyone out there is interested in either of those, they can just reach out uh, to that email address, familiesforever at ncjs.org to find out more information. That's great. The the peer mentoring is, um, I'm sure, very, very important and can be really helpful um, when you're talking to somebody who's walked the walk um, and doing that. I did not know you had that. So, yes. And then learning. our agency does um, has volunteers as well. And mm-hmm. you can find information about that on the website on how to get involved right. if anyone's interested in that. At nchs.org. Okay. Well, I think that is, um, you guys are doing a lot. I wish you happy anniversary on October 1st. That's just around the corner here. And um, your conference sounds intriguing and lots of good information out there. And um, good to know that there are uh, additional resources for um, adoptive and guardianship families and um, those kids that are are finding their forever families. So I think this is is a really good good place to to go. So any last thoughts before we wrap up here today, Teresa? My last thoughts would just be um, 
you know, look into our conference. It's going to be a great event with lots of great speakers. And if any family is just interested and wants to know more about our services, to call either 844-463-0009 or email us at Families Forever. That sounds great. Well, that is all the time we have for today. So thank you for coming in, Teresa. We really appreciate you sharing um, your information about your program and about Nebraska Children's Home Society and the great work your agency does um, for the community and for the state. So um, thank you for that. And thanks for all, to all our listeners for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUMHD Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can go to causecollectivelincoln.org and it will be posted there. Tune in next week for another edition of Cause Collective Radio and keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD.